So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Hope your day is starting off well. And uh, I think that we are going to have a pretty interesting show today. Later on, we're going to be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her today will be Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. We're going to be talking about a number of issues that the council has been addressing over the past week, including the meeting that happened regarding the potential rooming houses, sober houses that are being proposed. And we're going to talk about that with the counselors and just kind of find out what their perspective is. There was a very interesting article at newbedfordlight.org today that I want to talk about. As you know, they have um, Grace Ferguson, who have they, they have made their dedicated housing reporter, someone who is following along with all of the housing issues uh, here, in the, here in New Bedford, but uh, really, it's something that has expanded to across the entire region. And the article discusses how they're going to be adding a person into city government whose job it will be to work with the people who are the owners of, I, I guess, because in some cases... It's individuals, in some cases it's businesses, in some cases it's banks. But the those who own vacant properties in the city to try to help facilitate turning those into you know, housing that can actually be utilized and filled. And I was reading the article and I found it fascinating that there are so many such properties, but also why they're in that position, why they are abandoned, vacant, whatever the case may be on each individual basis. So I think that um, that's going to be a position that will make a huge difference. I, I don't know how long it's going to take to make that difference, but I'm excited to see what it's going to lead into. And I think, um, you know, this will be under the auspices of 
of Josh Amaral's office. Maybe we'll have Josh come on some morning and talk with us a little bit more in depth about this. But the idea is rather than punitive measures towards some of these locations, which has been the case where uh, if so, there's a registry that they have to register these vacant properties on. And it's been something that's been in place since the housing crash of 2008. So because they have that registry, they have the ability to find any abandoned places that aren't registered. And so the approach in the past has been punitive. It's been, hey, we're going to punish you if you don't do this. And now they're saying that this person that they'll be hiring in this position will be more of a facilitator than an overseer. So their job will be to, you know, be in contact with the people in charge of those properties and say, hey, what's what's going on? You know, what can we do to help? And then maybe be able to get those. Because in some situations, I'm sure some of these properties are tied up in probate. I'm sure some of them have issues where somebody bought the property, but they couldn't afford to rehab it. Some of them might have inherited the property, but don't plan on doing anything with it. But, uh, you know, just also haven't decided to sell it either. So this person can really dive into each individual case and figure out what's going on there and see what they can do to get those moving. Because a lot of these are multi-family units or apartments. So that would really increase the housing stock. Now, some of them, I'm sure, are to the point where they might even have to just be leveled or completely rebuilt. And obviously, that's not something that's going to happen quickly. But at least the ball can get rolling for it. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, hey Lamone. How you doing? I, can't, I can barely hear you. Okay, is this better? Is that better for you? A little, little better. All right. All right. So, um, you know, like a lot of the houses that are like people lose their houses in probate or the, the government gets an auction it off. Mm-hmm. The government gets their portion they get. This will get... There's a bunch of that money that's supposed to go back to the person that lost it. And that go, and that's something that I found out, like, maybe, like, the last year and a half. There's people that have lost their homes that the government, let's say if they, let's say if they sold it at auction, let's say, for $100,000. The government would probably get the 20, 20% of that. And the rest of that money was supposed to be going to the, to the owners. But the people don't realize that, though. If they don't go back, they're not going to volunteer to give you that money if you're not going to. You don't know to go pick, get that money. That's really a sad thing about that. And I found this out like maybe two years ago. There's people I've known that have lost homes that have had money coming back. I've got people that are that I'm trying to help get their get them their money right now. That's going on. Yeah, we. So if you know anybody, yeah. I would say we had issues here of alleged stolen equity, where you know people would lose their homes because of uh, what they owed for back taxes, and then they're supposed to get the difference back of you know, what, what was, you know, bless the taxes due and they weren't, they, who, the company that was taking these houses and selling them was keeping the, the profits. And that's because people didn't know that though, didn't know to, to, to stand up and, and that's what it is. If they know what they're doing, if they know they've got money coming back, there's money out there. There's this gentleman, I'll, I'll get, I can try to get, give you the name and stuff like that. There's a, there's a gentleman that's trying to get people their money back from the government. And he's, and he's and like I said, I've got like a couple of friends that are doing it right now. I'm hoping that things go good for them. And it's like uh, one person is like, we'll know at the beginning of the month uh, how much of their of their four hundred thousand dollars they should be getting back. 
What's what's the housing situation like out in, in Las Vegas? Are there a lot of, uh, you know, is there a housing crisis? Are people looking for places to live and can't find them? Well, there's houses, all, there's houses and, and apartment stuff all around here. You know, a lot of time, you know, a lot with the COVID stuff, a lot of people had didn't pay, you know, had to pay back, you know, like back rent. So a lot of these people were getting kicked out. And so you've got people coming in from California. Everybody's leaving California. You know, California is going to stop uh, 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 giving uh, owners of houses, house, home insurance for the fires and stuff that's out there that's been going on. And so that's what they're doing right now. They're all coming to Las Vegas. And so and that's, they're going to bring all that madness and, cra- and sadness with them from all over. That's how you see these crazy people driving like bats out of hell because they're, they're from wherever they're coming from. Hmm. And it's like, it, it, uh, um, and that's, what, that's something that's, that's, that's clearly out there. There's people that need help and, you know, and there's people that, like I said, you know, that, you know, have things put off because of COVID, stuff like that. And they're paying their back rent back. And so that's a good thing. And they're even working, like, um, doing, like, maintenance and, like, uh, paying on the rent like that. So that's a good, really good thing with that. Uh, do you remember last year when um, they had these, these two cops that uh, supposedly uh, had uh, came in contact with fentanyl and they, they, they dropped, they, they both passed out right there in the, out, there in the, in the, out there on the lawn. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's, happen, it's, happened, it's happened quite a bit. Well, you know what happened? That that was they they didn't that wasn't fenced off that the guy had they said that he was biting him so they 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 beat this dude mercilessly mercilessly and they took and, and untased him how the first guy went went down was because she the the other officer actually tased him with her with her taser the, the prongs were stuck so they didn't say nothing about that they tried to say he was he had he had like a uh, like a, a bag, like a like a sandwich bag full of fentanyl. It was nothing like that. There was no kind of drugs and stuff that the guy had. And they they put all these charges against him. They said he bit them on the arm and stuff like that. There was no bite marks and stuff on there like that. But that wasn't even fentanyl. They said that so they could get people like like hey, look at this. It would happen just touching fentanyl. What happens to you? And so they did that. No, that 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 went viral. Remember that went viral last year. Mm-hmm. And. And that right there is telling you it's like they're 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 trying to get people to do get away from that stuff. But but then they, the guy they put all the he was been in jail for most of all this time. They dropped all the charges against him, and and it was like you see how they beat. You don't show they didn't show how he was beaten. You didn't see that, did you? You didn't see how they beat him. And, I I don't and, know. I don't recall seeing it. No. Yeah, but it was it, you, so it was you know so that you wonder like how do they get the fentanyl? Because they said that the guy had. Fentanyl in, in, his, in his, one of his, uh, his pockets and pull, pulled it out of the baggie and, and supposedly took the baggie, opened it up and pushed it in one of their faces and squeezed the baggie. Mm. No, that and that guy didn't do that. He was getting beat down when they said that happened. And so just just when so she she tased him, tased him, and so the prongs are stuck, got stuck in the taser. And so when she tried to shoot it again. She actually shot the other guy, shot the other guy, the other police officer. That's when that fell. That's when we saw him falling first. Do you remember when he was the one that fell? That's what happened. There was a guy that was videotaping it, recording it, and and he let think think heaven think that he was on the on the corner watching that and recording all that because he's the one that got all of that stuff down. And so, and if it wasn't for that, they would they would lie. This dude would have been in prison for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? They're trying. Trying to trying that trying to railroad people is bad enough, 
you know, all right, last thing is like, if you're going to be a cop, just more power to you. And I, and I, and I hope every cop goes home after every, after every shift. That's honest, God, truth. But if you're going to do your job, don't go sit up there and ruin people's lives. Right. You know, if you know, if they're doing, if they, you pull somebody over that did something wrong, okay, that's fine. You, you, you're riding dirty or well, you know, it should know better, no, have, have a better hiding place. And it's like, like I told you before, um, I was, uh, when I got off of work, I was working at the Las Vegas Hilton as a waiter, and I was coming back home. I was driving my dad's Ford Focus. And a cop pulled me over literally, let's say, like maybe two minutes down the road from the house. And not even that long, maybe 30 minutes, 30 seconds from the road from the house. So uh, the cop pulled me over, and he said, uh, he said, I said, I said, what do you want, sir? He said, why do you think I pulled you over? I said, I don't know. You tell me. And he said, because you look like a suspect in, 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 a, in, a, in the charge. Of the That's what kind of charge. This is a robbery. They said, get out this time, get out the car. And wanted me to lay down my white shirt on on the ground. Like, I'm not going to lay on the ground like that with my tie, tie and stuff on. I just, you can see I've got my bow tie and stuff on. So I'm just getting off of work. And, they, and this dude, the one cop took him, put a bag, a crack in the back seat of my dad's car. My dad was in the Air Force. He would have beat my ass bringing any kind of drugs in the house, okay, anything like that. But put that, but a big bag crack in there. And, and he's had, he, had, he had other cops pulled up and stuff like that. Had this had him laying on the ground on the side of the road. With, like I said, I'm all covered in dirt and black tar, black, not black tar, I mean black asphalt on part of my shirt. And so uh, luckily, a, a guy that lives like eight houses down the road is a police officer. He, and he's known me ever since I was a kid, you know. And he pulled up and he said, he pulled up and said, what's going on? He was talking to him. And he looked over at me. And I said, I'm just, I, I said, I'm just getting off work with my dad's car. And he said, and he looked, he walked, he told me to get up, up, let's pick it up. So you go home, just go home. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, but he said, that dude got, he was, he was trying to set me up. That was just before I went to college, going to, going to play my freshman year of college in Notre Dame. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm a nice, peaceful, God-loving person right now. But if I would have went to prison over some, some crap like that, I would have came out a beast. You wouldn't want to see that. Like I said, I'm telling you right now, because especially, you know, when a person's trying to do right and, 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 and do the right things in life. You've got a child that won't do the right things, be a good parent, a good representative and stuff. Like I said, if that, would have, that would have totally changed everything. I, I, don't, I wouldn't have liked to see how it would have been then. But then again, I tell you, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been no jokes. Okay, I would have been, all, I would have been on and cracking. And then I, mean, I mean that in a very most painful way. No, I, I get so it. I, I, just, I would say I just got to hold you there, Lamone, because I got to take a break here. Okay, so it's the weekend, so what about... Uh, there's there's a there's a rumor that there might be a show tomorrow night. But rumors, I I, I don't get rumors aren't aren't paying the bills. I need to hear I need to hear. I would, I, I would say if, I, if if there will be a show, I will post something on Facebook. What good is that going to do for me? I'm hard when I try to do the Facebook. I hardly. Why can't you just send it, send me a message? You got the phone number right there. No, well, I, I don't want to start. Hey, Playboy. Then everybody's going to want me to yeah. call them and give them a heads up when there's going to be a show. But I'm not everybody. I'm me, brother. That's true. You are me, like, I, I try to get you to come here for you to, you know, if I'm going to get you great seats, you might have to fly your way out here, which would be probably a pittance of whatever the price of tickets would be. Like, come on, brother. Come on. We could have some fun. All right. Well, I'm still, like wait, said, I'm, I'm still waiting to find out if the rest of the crew can come in, so. Okay, well, if not... Um, do we need to do a, a, a live remote? You know, <laughs> live, uh, live from Las Vegas, yeah. it's Spooky South Coast. Boo! Yeah, so that'll be good. So, uh, so with another brother, let me know what I need to do. So All right. what you know, like by 3 o'clock or 
your time tomorrow or when? I will. I'll, I'll, I'll try to send you a, a message or something to let you know. Yeah, or maybe have Stephanie. Stephanie, contact him. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. That'd be fine. All right. I, I hope you have a good weekend and everybody out there, too. And I'm sorry I had to leave, go off on, on a tangent, but I, I, it needed to be heard and needed to be said. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Oh, Miss Kitty, I said hello, Miss Kitty. Missed you last week. Last we'll do. Time. She she called so, in. She called in yesterday. So shortly after I called, or after I hung up, you know that's you know yeah I remember. But I like to say I just have a wonderful time. I'm going to go see the Killers tonight. So. All right. Well, you enjoy and, you know, that. You tell Brandon I said hello. I will. Oh, I was going to send you a picture, of Brandon. Uh, Brandon Flowers rookie football card. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not the same Brandon <laughs> Flowers. All right, Lamone, you yeah. have a great weekend. Have fun. Hey, really? That that that's Lamone in Las Vegas. All right, I I, I got to wrap it up. It's just going to go too long. All right. Well, I am going to take a break here. Uh, when we come back, we can talk more with you. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. As I mentioned, we will be uh, joined later on this morning by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Ward Two City uh, Ward Ward Two City Councilor Maria Giesta, and uh, we'll be talking with them about a number of issues, including the meeting they had about rooming houses and sober houses and. A bunch of other things that are on the agenda, but looking at this New Bedford Light article that I was mentioning before, 570 New Bedford homes stand vacant. So this new person that they'll be hiring will be tasked, and it's going to work under Josh Amaral in the city's Office of Housing and Community Development. This person will be tasked with helping to make these vacant properties occupied. The person will be a vacant property development manager. So I think that that's a great step forward. Uh, I think that that is something that, and by the way, you know, these fees and the, 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 the money that they charge for these properties that aren't on the list and all those different kind of little things that they, that's going to help pay for this position. So it, uh, this, this position isn't going to mean that your taxes are going to have to go up. And this person is going to hit the ground running and hopefully be able to start making some headway in this. Uh, Josh says within the first six months to a year, we'll start to see some some action happening. All right. Well, I do have to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Welcome back in. We are going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment. And of course, after that, we can take your phone calls at 508-996-0500. And uh, we will, I, I think that today... You know, uh, if we're going to be talking about this this housing situation, uh, and, and I think it kind of all wraps up together. You know, if you're looking at these vacant properties, but then also looking at the fact that they're looking to add more rooming houses and, and sober houses and things like that, you're dealing with having all of this kind of come together and work hand in hand. And as we go along, hopefully we can start making dents in all of these problems. Uh, it's not going to be an easy solution for everything all at once, but we can find ways to start to make things work. And speaking of making things work, nobody makes work makes the work of songwriting seem as flawless and as easy as Van Morrison. He's coming to the Providence Performing Arts Center September 22nd and 24th at 7 p.m. You can get your tickets now by going to ppacri.org or by calling 401-421-ARTS if you want to go and see the legendary Van Morrison in concert at the Providence Performing Arts Center September 22nd, that's today, and September 24th at 7 p.m. Tickets at ppacri.org or call 401-421-ARTS. 
All right. I, I wish I could be going to see Van Morrison, but I got some, uh, some business I got to take care of tonight, getting ready for spooky season. And then uh, we have uh, on Sunday, I have some family commitments, so I won't be able to make it that night either, which I don't know. I don't know how many more chances you're going to get to see Van Morrison. So you want to make sure you jump on those tickets. You know, he might end up retiring and then you'll say, oh, I should have gone when he was in Providence. All right. Well, now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. White House is defending its border policies as migrant crossings are rising. But the mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, Rolando Salinas, is calling for more support and action from the federal government. We need to do something to control the situation. This is not normal. It is not normal for thousands of people to simply be walking in in a line without consequence. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said the administration has taken action to curb the flow of migrants into the U.S., but that Congress needs to act on passing immigration reform. This comes as thousands have crossed the southern border and stretched personnel and detention capacity to the brink in recent days. In response, the administration granted more than 400,000 Venezuelans work permits and deployed military assistance. Tropical storm warnings are being issued along parts of the East Coast as a system that could soon be named Ophelia forms over the Atlantic. The low-pressure system is currently called Potential Tropical Cyclone 16 and has winds of about 40 miles per hour. Nearly 7 million people in the Carolinas and the Mid-Atlantic are currently under tropical storm warnings. President Biden is reaffirming U.S. support for Ukraine. Biden hosted Ukrainian President Zelensky in the Oval Office on Thursday, where he announced that the U.S. will provide Ukraine with an additional $325 million in military aid in the fight against Russia. The trading week is winding down on Wall Street after stocks closed lower yesterday on word from the Federal Reserve that interest rates will likely stay higher for longer. While the Fed chose to pause its rate hiking campaign that's been used to combat inflation, the central bank did hint that another rate hike is likely coming in later this year. Negotiate, negotiators for striking Hollywood writers and the TV and film studios will meet again today. The two sides reportedly negotiated for over 10 hours yesterday, but failed to agree on a pay raise for union writers or on the use of artificial intelligence. Studio heads from Disney, Netflix, NBC Universal, and Warner Brothers were reportedly at negotiations. And unpaid medical bills may soon be removed from your credit reports. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau announced on Thursday that it expects to issue a proposed rule next year that would bar consumer credit companies from including medical debts on credit reports. Under the new rule, debt collectors would no longer be able to use medical debt as leverage to pressure consumers into paying questionable bills. The head of the bureau said when someone gets sick, they should be able to focus on getting better rather than fighting debt co collectors trying to extort them into paying bills they may not even know. In sports, the Boston Red Sox will be in the city of Chicago for a game against the White Sox tonight. First pitch is at 7.10 p.m. And for all you football fans, the Patriots will face off the Jets on Sunday at 1 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Sunshine starts off your day today. We are expecting clouds to build in gradually through the day. It'll be nice and warm, comfortable too, with a high of 71. As we look to Saturday, we're looking at a lot of clouds. Rain will be developing from south to north and will be with us for the whole day. Temps will be cooler too at 61 and for sunday cloudy with a chance of showers your high near 65 be sure to watch abc6 for my full seven-day forecast 
From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 51 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. You up better than that extra large cup of coffee? No. More Tim Weisberg on WBSM. being in uh i forget if it was kindergarten or first grade or something but we used to have to do daily exercises daily aerobics uh and we would have to you know get on the mat and we would have to do jumping jacks and we would do jumping jacks to that song and it to this day i hear that beginning of that song and i just want to stand up and do jumping jacks probably like only two or three and then i'm like all right that's enough but that's it's just in, it's like Pavlovian with me. I just hear the beginning of Gloria by Laura Branigan, and I'm like, time to do jumping jacks. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. That's a good song. I like that song. Yeah, Laura Branigan was a really good singer, but um, just I think she was kind of underappreciated because she wanted to be an actress more than anything, and uh, her music career actually took off more than her acting career. Yeah, right, right, right. And then she died hey, um, I know. Um, something's going on with Zelensky and Biden. You know, for 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 him, for him to be just fucking over money like that to him and his country to fight a war that we're not even involved in, something's got to be going on with him between the between the two. Well, I, I mean, somebody somebody knows information on somebody's got dirt on one another that they they got to that's I feel like he's paying them to keep his mouth shut. But I do think there's also a matter of, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation going on, too. Why do you think that? Because you're, you're, that... Fighting, you're fighting Russia by proxy. Yeah, but we... Tim, we're not going to beat Russia through Ukraine. If Ukraine pushes back Russia and gets Russia to pull out, that's a victory for the United States. Yeah, but we we didn't physically win that war. That we're winning the war. So so we're. That doesn't we're matter. Okay it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you get to go plant a flag and raise your hand in victory. You still. No, you didn't allow no, Russia to expand out like they're trying to. So we're okay with paying other people to you know get killed to to say that we want to we we got a victory. Do it all the time. That, that nah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Listen, I, all, all I'm saying is, is that I think that's you think that's crazy talk, but you're coming up with a conspiracy theory here that uh, that Biden's paying off Zelensky not to say something about him. But I'm the crazy one. It's not a conspiracy theory. We all know that Joe Biden and his family have ties with Ukraine. 
That's not a that's not a conspiracy theory. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. But the idea that he has to pay him off for something is. I mean, it's, you it's, you just need a little nugget of I truth, and know. then you just take it into whatever direction that your biases no, I, take I, you into. No, I just I just believe that that we know we Zelensky knows something that that you know it, he's pretty much. I I feel like he's saying, hey, listen, you know. Joey, Joey, baby, hey, listen, uh, you know, give me the three hundred and twenty-five million or the, you know, the forty billion dollars in military aid, and I'll keep my mouth shut. You know what I mean about all the business dealings you and your son has done, so you know, with Ukraine. So then, with, with, so, the, with the most corrupt country in the world. So if you if you want to throw out some conspiracy theories, here's one for you. Then why wouldn't Joe Biden then just have Zelensky taken out? Have his what? Why wouldn't he just have him taken out then? You could have no, him. You not, could have him killed and blame it on Russia. He's not smart enough. All right. He's not smart enough. I mean, we, uh, can well, all, we, he, can all, we can all we can all agree on his cognitivity level too. If you want to, well, you know. <laughs> none of what you're saying is based in fact or reality. It's uh, all based in your opinion. Tim, Tim, it, it, when you can look at Biden on on the so TV, what level of intelligence to, uh, do you need to order somebody to be taken out? Should, we shouldn't be ordering anybody to be taken out. But it happens. You know, well, of course. Why, why is that idea okay. any more ridiculous than yours? Listen, all I all I called in for this morning was just to to finally maybe we can both agree on the fact that we should just probably stop paying Ukraine. I think that at this point you have to I see it through. You want to see Russia defeated in this in this attempt to expand into a free country and take it over. I think that if do you remember back. I mentioned this to Barry yesterday, right? Do you remember? Do you remember back in like, uh, I think, yeah, it was. It was, it was when, when Trump was president, right? And he sat down with Zelensky. He told Zelensky, he said, "Listen, I hope that you do the right thing." This is when Zelensky was asking for military, you know, uh, uh, financial aid from the from the United States. He, he came to the United States and, oh, I think, yeah, he came or, or Trump met him somewhere. One of the two. I can't really. I vaguely remember it, but I, I do remember what Trump said. He said, "You should be able to settle down. You should be able to sit down with Putin, meet Putin, sit down and settle your differences out." That's what he said to Zelensky along those lines. Sure. And the look on Zelensky's face was like, "Oh crap! I'm not going to. I'm not getting my my uh, financial aid to, to fight this war through the United States." But the minute Trump left, is when he's. <laughs> Obviously, you know what I mean. He came in and he started sucking the American people dry of of, of financial military aid. And and you don't you don't think that another Democrat could have come in as president and the same thing would have happened? Oh my God, no! It, it, not if they not if they didn't have uh, business dealings in Ukraine. See, it sounds like you. What would he have? No, you've you've got a bias already. You you are convinced that Joe Biden is crooked, and so therefore everything that he's doing must be as a result of being crooked. Tim, if this guy had military, if this guy had business dealings with Ukraine, okay, and you know Zelensky came out and said, "Listen, I need money, Joe. I need money, okay, to fight to fight this war with Russia. I need." Military funding, and I need, I need, I need financial aid. Okay, and Joe comes out. Let's just say Joe comes out and says, "Nah, sorry, Zelensky, but I need to take care of the American people first before I start worrying about a foreign war." 
that doesn't even involve NATO, okay? Listen, he turns around and says, well, you know, uh, let me open up my book of, of uh, you know, let me open up my book and show you how much crap and, and, and dirt I have on you there, Joe. Right? And then, boom, all of a sudden, now Joe just starts forking over money. We're, we're, he's like, oh we're my spending God. billions of dollars to fund a foreign war based on somebody trying to blackmail the president. Oh. It, do, this, what is this? This is like season six of 24 that you're describing here. Listen, I'm just, I'm just trying I miss to that show. Just like every other, hey, I know. Just like every other, every other American right now, just scratching their heads and saying, "How much more money are we going to fork over to this country?" We that have I think is a fair question. Yes, problems. we have illegal immigration problems, right? That he's not addressing. Okay, we have gun control issues that he's not addressing. Oh, I, I lied. He is addressing it. He's opening a, an office today. Uh, he's putting in an office today. But uh, we have, uh, you know education issues that we're not addressing today, okay? But we're worried about cutting a check to Ukraine to fund a war that, that we're not even involved in. Do you, not, do you not see any any kind of, like, you know, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's morally wrong to be funding a war, a foreign war that we're not even involved in. We've done it. We've done it in the past many, many times. Recently, though, Tim. Yeah, recently, too. Afghanistan? Yeah, I think we've, we've always had, you know, there's some degree of having to be, and I know some people disagree whether or not we should be, but having to be the police of the world. Well, unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm, I can't comment because I, I was in that war, so I can't really. I'm, I'm going to have my biased opinion. Right, but, but, you, uh, but you, know, you know that the United States has long been seen by a lot as the, as the police of the world. Yeah, unfortunately, but, uh, you know... This, and, uh, this war, though, this war, though, Tim, we're not, we're not the police of nothing. And any are, any country that gets into a conflict, they're going to turn to us and look to us for help. You know what we are, though, Tim, for this war in Ukraine? We're the bank on Wall Street. Okay, that's what we are. We're funding this war. Believe it or not. And and, and it, it's sad. It's it's honestly very sad that we're funding this war. Okay, watching Ukrainians die. Okay, for their land, but we're funding this war because. We want to. We want to be able to say, "Yeah, we funded a war to to, to beat Putin." So you'd it's, rather you'd rather we just sat back and watched it happen, just like every other country in the world. You think you think every other country in the world right now is worried about funding Ukraine? I think everybody's worried not. about what the outcome of this conflict will be. I think everybody. I think every other country in this world right now is worried about their own people. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. No. I think I do. I, I think too many people in this country are only worried about their own country and don't look at things on a global level. I'm going to just hold you there, John, because you, you lit up the phone lines as usual. So uh, have you, a good weekend, you right? have a good one. Take it easy. Hey, you guys, so, so Lamon said you guys are doing the South Coast. Maybe. Yeah, I, have to, I haven't heard back from I the other two. I might catch you this weekend. I might catch you this weekend. All right. Well, All right. tune in at 10. We may be on. All right. See you later. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. Uh, let's see. Um, I can push off the break and take one call, but don't worry. We'll get to everybody. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, what's going on, Tim? How you doing? Not bad. Hey, uh, I, I have to say there are other countries that are worried about this war in Ukraine, and that's, uh, one of them is Poland. Poland is, is very, very concerned about this uh, war in Ukraine right now because uh, they understand the, the implications if, if Russia wins in Ukraine. 
they push forward in the, in the front of the war and is now on their doorstep. So they're very concerned. And they have a, a very astute his, uh, uh, look at history where they understand what happens when uh, Nazi Germany or Russia becomes aggressive because they were always in the front lines. So I know right now they're, they're, uh, they're at conflict currently uh, with some kind of uh, rain issue with Ukraine. But the long-term outlook, uh, they've always supported uh, this, this confrontation uh, with Russia, and, and they continue to fund it, right? They'll, they'll continue to send arms just like we are. That's, that's the key on, on that aspect. The, the other thing, just uh, off a of topic, off of the, the John topic there, uh, yesterday I was listening to, to the afternoon show, and it seems that Barry doesn't understand what socialism is, because I heard a caller come in, and <clears throat> he was discussing the illegal immigration and uh, how Mayor Adams in New York, I think it was. Yep, uh, New York City, yeah. Yeah, is cutting uh, food, like help aid for, for elderly people, and, I, and and which is ridiculous. I mean, I don't know why this guy would do that, but anyways... Uh, so the caller actually goes, oh, well, he's cutting socialism. And Barry said, that's not socialism. Free food from the government. Barry says that's not socialism. I mean, I, it's, I think it's economic it, ignorance. You're dealing with a capital S versus a, a, a lowercase s, but it is lowercase s socialism. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's like, you know, oh, food stamps isn't socialism, but this is, but, you know, it, food stamps is socialism, but this isn't socialism. Or well, welfare is not socialism. Everything, everything has an aspect of socialism in this country. We are a very mixed economy. And, and he, it just seemed like he didn't, you know, understand what was going on. It made me chuckle, and I was like, i got to call in him um, on, on this one. In regards to, uh, like, getting a, a, a firm grasp, I know I called earlier this week on, uh, like, the Federalist Papers. I know, and I urge people to, other than reading the actual Constitution, read the writings of the, of the framers of the Constitution on their opinion of that constitution because you get a really deep understanding on on what they thought the the writings were about what they wrote and, and one of the big things is the the biggest argument is the second amendment and the word militia mm-hmm. and james madison is actually the author of the second amendment and he said every abled person in the country other than a few public officials is the militia and George Washington said, uh, George Washington even said, we not only need to be armed, but disciplined. So my, my understanding of, of the Second Amendment, on top of the actual text of the Second Amendment, is it needs to be, everybody needs to be armed and everybody needs to be trained. So I think rather than just giving away uh, your, your gun licenses, I said, I think in order to get your gun license, you need to be trained in the safety and operation of every firearm that you have. That should be a stipulation. We shouldn't be just giving it out like, uh, like uh, I don't know, food I mean, stamps. Right? I mean, we don't I... want to be giving them out like that. But I think we need to be disciplined and, and, and understand the, the workings and, and, you know, the safety in operation of your firearm, but you should be able to own whatever firearm you want. People people argue that you know a, a you know a, a gun is guaranteed by the Constitution, a car isn't, but we require people to be tested and, and prove that they can operate a motor vehicle. Correct, correct. But but I mean I understand what you're saying, and it kind of agrees with what I'm saying. But driving is a privilege, right? 
and, and, a, and a right is a right. Well, the right is written in the Constitution. There the also right were no cars yourself. when they wrote the Constitution either, so it's a, it's it's not I, a valid compa- uh, valid comparison. Correct, correct. But guns were, and weapons of war were, right? So yeah, everybody muskets was able to, and cannons. I, no, I completely and cannons, and I understand that. And you were actually legally allowed to own a cannon. Well, I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get one of those myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'd ever fire it, but. Right, but that, that's what I'm it's saying. It's a conversation like, piece. A, a, a weapon of war was a musket, so the, the army had a musket, but you can also own a weapon of war. And and I don't think that they would, because they, they they also understood that the the armed militia, which is all the people, have to be able to defend against a tyrannical government or an invasion from another uh, another country, another nation, and we have to be able to defend my, ourselves against that. With, we're not going to defend ourselves with just a musket. They understood that we have to defend ourselves with what they also have. Sure. Right? I just, I just got to hold you there because I got to take a break. All right, Tim. But you. I thank you for the call. And uh, yes. callers, hang on. We will get to you. If not this hour, we will get you immediately after the news. But I do have to take a break. I don't want to fall too far behind. You want to worry about And welcome back in. Caller, I'm just going to have you hang on a little bit longer because I don't want to have to cut you short. And we'll take you right after the news, I promise. Uh, looking out. At today's weather, it's not exactly going to be a beach day, but just because you're not going to go down to the south end and go to the beach doesn't mean that you can't visit Alianza Restaurant for a great meal. They serve delicious Portuguese food in a warm, comfortable setting, and they have specialty dishes that are coming your way as the weather gets colder. So stop in and try customer favorites like chicken cognac and shrimp Alianza. And if you're not sure what you want, just tell Susie what you're craving, and she will help you come up with the perfect dish to satisfy you. Uh, Right now, though, the kitchen is closing at 8 p.m. on weeknights and 9 on weekends, but there's a bar menu so that you can still stop by for a drink, a quick bite, and some fun with friends. So keep that in mind. Visit them for lunch or dinner on Cove Road in New Bedford. You can go to AllianceRestaurant.com and follow them on Facebook for all of their daily specials. And today is Friday which means that their daily special, as it is every Friday, is octopus. And they have amazing octopus at Alianza. You can walk in, you can get it one of two ways. You can get it roasted, you can get it uh, stewed there. But I love getting it either way. And I love to sit down and have a nice, delicious octopus meal, as well as all the other great food at Alianza. But, of course, I've got to start it with some of their delicious Portuguese soup. Got to maybe have some dessert. And, uh, and, you know, now with the fact that I eat less with this weight loss program on, it's great because it means I'm going to have some leftovers to bring home with me. And believe it or not, octopus reheats really easily in the air fryer. So try it for yourself. Stop by Alianza Restaurant again on Cove Road in New Bedford and visit them at AllianzaRestaurant.com and follow them on Facebook. All right. Well, that'll do it for this hour. Uh, we- for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.